and we're back. We're back in the room. No singing okay. this week. Um, the Zoom room. No, no singing. I gave out to Christina last week. Strict instructions. No singing. I'm really distracted. <laughs> I, so for anybody yes. who doesn't um, subscribe to our Patreon, is missing my tiara. Yes, why not? Yes, that. And I am wearing a tiara. And I'm pretty distracted by the sparkles. <laughs> Because it's like yeah, if you just see this, if you could see the shapes that she's throwing, like is just she's oh, hardly trying. My eyes, my eyes. I'll never be able to unsee it. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we are going to talk about, I suppose, really body image. I think is going to be what we're going to call it representation of body types more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not about your body image or how you see it no so well no maybe a bit anyway we'll try we'll try and... <laughs> okay and... Well, listen by the end of the podcast and by the time we're editing it we'll come up with some heading and <laughs> yes, some name hopefully. for this podcast <laughs> uh, so basically last week i was looking for clothes right so if you hear, heard last week's podcast you'll know that we were talking about my preparation for surgery on what I should be bringing to the hospital. That was basically not what we were supposed to be talking about, what we ended up talking about for the entire podcast. So, <laughs> And are we surprised? No. No. Segway should sponsor us. Forget <laughs> sofa manufacturers. Segway should sponsor us because we do it so often. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I was, I, I had to get some tests done, pre-surgical tests done, right? So I needed to go to see my gyno to get uh, an, an, an Indian and outy check last week so i was sitting in the reception and i was waiting to go in for to the appointment and i was surfing the internet looking at post-surgery outfits right so i was looking at um it, it's it's a website called asos and it has it's you probably heard of it here in europe and it basically it covers everything from size like a us size zero right up to like a five and a six xl like Big, big, big sizes and tiny, tiny, tiny sizes. But what I noticed was that as the sizes kind of got bigger, because I was looking for baggy clothes to wear after the surgery, and I noticed that all of the plus size models on this website, all of them had flat bellies. None of them had like the classic insulin resistance belly. So I, I, I kind of noticed it and I was like, well, that's a bit annoying because that skirt looks fabulous on her because she's got amazing curves and she's got mm-hmm. tiny waist, big, big hips, big ass, and it looks amazing on her. But if I put that on, I'm the opposite. No belly. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm an apple, mm. still have a kind of an apple shape on two toothpicks. Um, and while that has reduced for sure, it's still, I still have a belly. But your body shape never changes anyway, regardless of whether you you put on weight or lose weight or like your shape, you know, you'll be bigger. Carry or Carry it in you'll the same place. Yeah, be exactly. the same shape. So I decided to yeah. go and have a look at some other plus size websites. Now, I'm, I'm in a UK 14 on the top, 12 to 14 on the top, and I need a UK mm-hmm. size 16 on yeah. the bottom for the excess skin. So... Finding clothes to fit that shape, I will talk about in a minute. But this is the reason why we came to this discussion. I noticed 
when I went through, I must have gone through at least 15 different websites. And I think I only found one or two where the plus size models had big bellies. The rest had absolutely perfect proportions. They were just thicker mm-hmm. than the average woman. But they had that flat stomach, yeah. large hips, small waist, big busts. And they were just in larger sizes. And, and I, I just, it really annoyed me because the majority of women that I know who are overweight and who have um, obesity issues and and who who look for plus size clothes have big bellies and just the representation is not out there like if you go and you look if you google plus size bikini women plus size bikini you'll see they all have flat stomachs and it's just it completely misrepresents women like me who have a big belly so I was complaining to you about it. Yes, you were. But I think there is some of those plus size models have actually come out and talked about that. I think I remember seeing an inter- reading an interview with one of them before where she said that an awful lot of brands will reject her because they're not her. I they're not. She is not their ideal plus size model. So basically, mm, she probably rolls. has curves in the wrong place or she might actually yeah. be too big as a plus or not big enough one or the other like but I kind of feel the same sometimes when you're looking at clothing um with models where they don't have any boobs at all now there are dresses there that kind of look great on models you know and they're like it might be a plus size model Mm -hmm. but she actually still doesn't have any boobs so if you get a short dress right now people are going to know this if you have boobs and you try and wear a short dress you're going to get gaping so they don't when they show plus size models in short dresses Uh. they don't really have any boobs so you know the dress looks great on them and you're like wow that looks really great and then you buy it and you get it and you're like no (laughs) i can't wear this (laughs) no so it is you're right it is it's extremely frustrating and not only that but the way they position the models you can't actually see the clothes i mean why why do you have the model crouch down in a ball on the floor? Stand her up where I can see what it looks like. You sent like. me one of those pictures. See, it's like, yeah. All you could see was she was she was positioned in such a way that all you could see was like the little sleeve and a bit of the pattern here yeah. at the side. And that was it. And I was like, what's she wearing? <laughs> How far down does that dress yeah. come? Is it ruched at, at, the, yeah. at the waist or is it straight? Uh, you know, is it panelled? Has it got dark? Yeah, I I think this is why I like, I mean, I love um, the brands, the websites like Dolly and Dottie. That's where I get most of my dresses. Okay, because they Mm. actually have the model standing there in the dress. They also give you the size of the model, how high, how high she is, how tall she is, how high she is. (laughs) She's She's high. high. Anyway, um, how tall she is. Right, so that you'll get an idea of where the skirt is going to fall on your legs below the knee, above the knee, right? So if you see a model and she's yeah. 5'10 and the skirt is above her knee, then you know as like a short four foot or four foot. <laughs> four foot. Oh, wow, what happened? I think I, I think I've had a stroke or something. Anyway, five foot <laughs> four. Um, I know I'm going to get a bit of length out of that skirt. But also they'll tell you that yeah. she's 5'10 and she's wearing a size 10 and, you know, the skirt length is this. And like, so that really helps. I think that really helps in knowing whether the dress is going to go fit nice. 
Yeah, just to a degree, because they do that on ASOS as well. But like when the model is like five foot eight and a size A. Yeah. That's not helpful. <laughs> and then with the plus size ones, it will be she's five foot eight and wearing a size 16. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that still doesn't help because she has no belly. Yeah. So, for example, those beautiful dresses that you buy mm-hmm. look horrendous on me. So my size 14 model that I see on the website wearing that beautiful tea dress looks amazing in it because she doesn't look like she's smuggling a, a chihuahua under her dress <laughs> because she doesn't have a belly. Whereas I would look like I was trying to shoplift something because yeah. of the way the dress sits is where yeah. the majority of my excess skin is. It's right at the front. So it's just like I go out <laughs> and I Yeah. But the thing is with those dresses as well, they're all pleated yeah. at the front. So if... Now, now, listen, I have a belly. We all know that, Ari. I have a belly. But they sit nice on me like because it's not yeah. like a, a huge you have a nice you, you have a more of a an hourglass shape than yeah, than like you don't have that classic all the weights at the front belly you have curves you yeah. have like you know you have an hourglass curve yeah you might have a, a bit of bloating but mm-hmm. it's not in the same league as somebody like me who had i carried 90 percent of yeah. my weight and i still do yeah. on be- my belly yeah yeah yeah, mine's distributed evenly <laughs> across the whole body. <laughs> but what I noticed, and actually when I, I, so I have a blog post about it, we can put it in the show notes. I, mm-hmm. I, it was actually, let me call it a blog rant because I really, I when I was sitting in, in the waiting room, the guy knows, I wrote this blog post while I was sitting there because it was like, <laughs> 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 angry, angry typing. typing. <laughs> and yeah. the other people in the sh- in the waiting room were like, God, I'd hate to be the person at the other end of that text. <laughs> And this is the worst thing. Like, you can't really angry type on your phone. No, it's not the I same. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same as banging a keyboard. No, no definitely not. Um, so I, I was, I, I kind of got, got a, a little bit annoyed now. But now I forget what I was saying. What was I saying? You wrote a blog post. Angry. I did write. Oh, yeah. So we, we'll link it in the show notes. But why did I, why was I talking about the blog post? I don't know. <laughs> now I can't remember. Oh look, squirrel! <laughs> yes, it's the tiara. It's it's distracting me. Anyway, let's move on because it will probably come back to me in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you interrupt a rant. Like, Sorry, seriously. but like I had to say, it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. 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 All right, so look, all right, let's get like, let's, um, let's find our center, okay. let's focus. Okay. Right, you wrote a blog so, post. It was a ranty <laughs> blog post. <laughs> it was a super, ah, yeah. So some of the, the responses that I got, yeah, yeah, well done. Congratulations, you're, you're a Mirko worker, yeah. yeah. Let, yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if, only, if only you could see the smug face, the Patreons can see the smug face right now. <laughs> so I got some responses to the post basically saying the same thing that yeah i totally agree it's really misrepresentative but then some people messaged me to say to take a look at certain websites where they have influencers taking pictures of themselves and they also have customers taking pictures of themselves in the clothes on the website so it'd be like going Mm. into marks and spencer's and seeing a picture of me in my pajamas because it actually, yeah. rep- and I thought, you know what? That's that a great idea. so 
progressive that is brilliant every single clothing retailer out there needs to do this needs to take real women wearing that thing and what you'll get then is a mix so you'll get a model who's 5'8 for example and yeah. size 16 but she's got no boobs and a big ass and then you've got one who is 5'8 size 16 but has a gigantic boobs and she's just straight and then you'll have another one who has a big belly yeah. and you'll have this entire spectrum without having to pay 25 models you'll get an entire spectrum of what real women look like in the clothes and i just thought that that was just genius i loved it yeah well you see that's what's brilliant about the vintage world right because the so an awful lot of the clothes like that i wear are just reproductions i literally couldn't fit into vintage clothing Mm. well this cardigan i'm wearing is is vintage but i can find things some things but the dresses are very small like they are tiny like you know so if you wanted to buy true vintage you know i would have to lose an awful lot more weight and at the moment that's just like whatever (laughs) anyway uh, way too much effort but um the dresses that i wear and the community itself they always post pictures of their customers yeah in the clothing so you're gonna get that right so if you put a picture of yourself on your in your one of the dresses up on instagram and you tag them they will use it they you know obviously they're gonna ask you but on their instagram um accounts they always have pictures of their customers in the dresses and i think that's brilliant because you do get to see difference yeah yeah it does yeah it does and that's what i love about the vintage community they always use pictures of their customers real people in the dresses and in the clothing yeah, yeah real yeah. people and that's the thing right my, so my my favorite era would be the 20s right i love oh, yeah. 20s clothing mm-hmm. but 20s clothing would look ridiculous on me the dropped waist dresses and the high-waisted trousers with the with the top up no no i love them yeah the kimonos oh i just i love the 20s fashion but it i i wouldn't look good in it because like you said the women were so much smaller so much smaller so small Yeah. yeah they were and it was fashionable well i suppose the thing about it is like back then people really didn't like eat the way we would eat now you know yeah. what i mean the way people eat nowadays so like being fat wasn't like that would have been abnormal yes. you know people were a lot thinner but they were also smaller as well like you know and i i remember just only a little while ago i saw um a debate on an instagram account about the way they always say oh marla monroe is a size 12 you know mm. but she actually is a modern day size zero that's what she, she was tiny so yeah. people have said they she was tiny, but she yeah. was an old-fashioned size 12, right? So then they uh, redid the sizes, I think, in the 50s or something. or in the, I think in the 50s, they came up with this new sizing that we use today. So yeah. in modern terms, she was actually um, a size zero. And people have said they have seen her dresses and her costumes in museums. And, you know, the way they go on tour and stuff like that and at auctions and stuff. They were literally tiny. They had to be made for her. The waist yeah. was really tiny. So when you see people saying, oh, Marilyn Monroe was great. Like, you know, she had... No, she she had actually a normal body. But she was also really like, short as well. She was very petite. Yeah. If you look at Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn is 
tiny, was tiny, a tiny woman. Yeah. But when you read yeah. her history, you see that she always wanted to be slightly plumper, but she had an issue when she was young, which meant she just couldn't put weight on, and and she she didn't particularly like it. Yeah. But like that, she was super tiny. So I was reading statistics the other day, and it is terrifying. So in 2017, 40%, 40% of the entire population, adult population of the world was at least overweight, at least overweight, that's, 15% yeah, obese and above. That is like 40%. That's like, it's almost half the people in the world are at least overweight. And one of the things that I've seen is a debate on how we've forgotten what normal looks like. So Marilyn Monroe, normal. Yeah, she was normal because she even had like lovely curves and she had like skin that folded when she sat down. And, you know, she she was just like normal, you know, so um, that was that's great. And, you know, her body confidence was just unbelievable. Like when you see yeah. her in photographs and stuff like just yeah but one thing that like and i know we share on social media as well there is um a journalist dana danae danae thank you i can never yeah. remember danae mercer danae mercer who is trying to normalize all of this um so we will pop yeah. a link to her instagram in the show notes i know we share She's her on instagram a lot yeah it is brilliant because no matter how thin or how fat you are your skin moves and folds and does all these things and hangs and and sags yeah but she also demonstrates uh very effectively how influencers and models pose to make it look like their skin is you know and their shape is perfect and yeah and getting creating an hourglass shape with just turning your hips or turning yeah. towards the light or you know just yeah. it's it's yeah everybody should see it everybody yeah. should see every it. woman it, they should start showing that to girls from about 12 11 12 years of age yeah. this is what a real woman looks like it's not what you see it's not the like i know they're starting to kind of turn away from airbrushed models um yeah but but i think that we have two issues the first is I don't want the world to normalize fat bodies, right? Now, there's a difference, there's a massive difference between shaming women because of their bodies and not celebrating obesity as an achievement and remaining body positive. Body positivity needs to be completely different from normalizing obesity. So, for example, Tess Holiday, right? I love how confident she is i hate how she glamorizes obesity okay because you cannot be i'm overweight i know i'm not healthy and i would never ever ever dream of saying i'm something you should aspire to because i can get my roles out on social media and on youtube and i can show you what my loose skin looks like but not to glamorize it to show the reality of what it's like to be an obesity survivor and I yeah. am barely out of the obese category. I'm in. I'm still in the overweight category. Um, and if I have a bit too much dairy, I'm, I'm creeping close to the obese category again. Like, and I, I'm still in those trenches, and I still yeah. 
I, I will happily um, promote body positivity at my way. I can be super positive about myself because I've been so much worse and I feel so much better yeah. and I am still on my journey towards health. But I am not something to aspire to. I think that we should be telling people this is not normal and this is not healthy. Yes, you can be confident yeah. at any size and you can be absolutely you can be working towards fitness and health. It's not about thinness and it's not about slimness and it's not about glorifying a tiny body or anything like that. It's at the core, at the very core is health. You cannot be healthy as an yeah. overweight person. You just cannot. And I gotta get off my soapbox. Well, that's it. Soapbox off. No, but it is true and the the thing about it is we've gone so far out like from one extreme to yeah. the other like you know so you know we've gone from and I remember when I started kind of doing the fashion and lifestyle blogging that it was very difficult to find um plus yeah. size models like you know going back 10 or 15 years like you know yeah so you know when you think about it and like I had always said it at the time you know I I, I, I did think it was very wrong not to have those representations on uh, clothing websites and in fashion magazines and but now we've actually gone so far out the other side yeah that you're right that they are glamorizing obesity and like that's not right either representation is wholly different from glamorization and we need yeah. to be careful about that the problem is that the word fat has become like hate speech right so yes. you can't have a conversation with somebody and say hey guess what I'm really worried about you because you are very overweight. Yeah. Can't can't say that. Like, of course you're going to hurt no. somebody's feelings if you say, of course an overweight person knows that they're overweight. I mean, at my biggest, if you had said to me, I'm worried about you, about your weight, I would have got really defensive and annoyed because I know it. But what can I do about it? I don't know. I've tried everything. Yeah. You know, what can yeah. I do? Yeah, and it does hurt. Like, it is, of it is hurtful. It does. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but... You know, I like I see these these women on YouTube, especially um, I follow a lot of women who are doing weight loss journeys. And there's one in particular and she breaks my heart because I want to help her and I know how to help her. But the problem is that she's gone. So she she lost huge amount of weight and then she put even more back on. And, you know, I, I reached out to her on Instagram and I was like, look, and she was like, I didn't eat carbs for two years. How absurd is that? And I was like actually it's not the reason you put all the weight back on is because you started eating the carbs again you're not a food addict you have a carb addiction you need to cut out the carbs and she's like i don't agree with cutting out any food group yeah she's a vegan now and i was like oh my god so now she's living on pasta and she's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i'm like oh my god i just i want to help her so badly but at the headspace she's in now is that it's all about body positivity I gotta be positive yeah. in the book, and I'm like, but you see, mm. this is she's trying to convince herself that she's fine. So, it's I, I suppose it kind of leads us into where you're going, where you've pivoted yeah. to. And if anybody hasn't seen Christina's YouTube video, go check it out. We'll leave a link in um, the notes. Yeah, we'll pop a link in the show notes about this the her new direction, yes, which is really exciting. Yes. So, um, yeah, go for it. Talk about it. So basically, uh, it's exactly what I've been talking about with this girl. Every woman that I've worked with over the last three years and everybody that I've coached and everybody that's been in my paid programs, 
will tell you that the majority of the work that we have done has been on mindset because knowing what to eat and, and I'm not talking about just keto carnivore diet because yeah I'm got I'm not I'm not moving away from the carnivore diet I'm going to say excuse me I'm going to say keto carnivore that's not going to change um I'm not going to change because I can't eat carbs um basically women have been told that if they are overweight it's their own fault okay so the blame has been laid at their feet so when they don't look like this ideal model of what a woman should be this blueprint that we're all given as little girls about what a woman should be what she should look like how she should sound how she should um compose herself what jobs she should do what clothes she should wear what makeup she should wear and you know how how her hair should be and all of these things that society puts into this blueprint and if you don't fit into that stereotype then you have um you have a woman who doesn't feel like she is worth anything because she doesn't conform to this right so i you know i got into a discussion recently about um about this the gender identity theory right so i don't conform to the gender identity theory yeah. there are two sexes male female whatever you want to call yourself within that yeah. it's fine by me I'll, I'll use whatever pronoun you want i don't care it, it really doesn't bother me but i don't know any woman who has a gender i don't i don't i don't know any woman that fits into a gender stereotype i know super butch women who have really short hair wear combat trousers plaid shirts the whole works up to women who are constantly coiffed have lovely beautiful curled hair wear dresses and makeup and and everything in between right, so i don't know any woman who conforms to this blueprint that we've been given about what a woman should look and sound like the problem is that because we've all been handed this nobody has ever told us you don't have to do this there's no rule that says you have to wear makeup mm-hmm. as a woman. You don't. That's what feminism is. Yeah. You don't want to shave your armpits? Don't shave your armpits. You want to shave your armpits? Shave your armpits. Yeah. That's it. Um, but the problem is that because we we don't talk about this, there's nobody saying, hey, girlfriend, you be whatever kind of woman you want to be. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I spent the majority of my time convincing women that they are worth it they are worth their hopes and dreams and these women were living half lives they were just dried out husks of themselves because they had given so much of themselves away to try and fit in this idea of what a woman should be so for example you have both of us right we are kind of close enough in age you are childless i'm not right yes there are certain society members of society who judge you for being childless and judge me for only having one child yeah yeah. it's like well the definition of a woman is not she who has children or she who doesn't have children and talking to both sides women who have completely lost themselves to motherhood and then women who have decided not to have children or who couldn't have children who don't feel like complete women because they didn't fulfill that part of the blueprint so much work to do and ultimately what all of this leads to is emotional eating and that's where i come in this this Mm. new venture that i'm doing is basically concentrating on the emotional eating because that's what we do 
to cope with all of this. We we well, all we emotionally. All do. Yeah. And listen, 2020 hasn't helped. <laughs> it has absolutely not it helped. It has not helped at all. No. And let's be honest, emotions no. just have been so raw this year. Like, you know, it's just um, we're into yeah. December now and there is still no sign of it going away. And we don't know how we're going to be in 2021. Are we going to get a holiday? Are we going to do? And it's literally you're trying to you just face plant all the food, just trying to, I don't know, get a, get through it. Yeah, because we've never been taught how to manage feelings. Yeah. We just we've never been, we've never been taught how to do it, and because we've been given this blueprint, this woman blueprint that says everybody comes before you. Yes. So what you have at the end of the day is a dried husk of a person who doesn't have the energy to deal with the boredom and the frustration and the overwhelm and the stress. Yeah. She just wants to to have sit with a family sized bag of potato crisps yeah. and a bottle of wine. Ooh, that's me. And just numb herself. Listen, this is the reality. You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing I'm talking about all women yeah. women, and I don't care if your drug of choice is wine or crisps or donuts or ice cream or chocolate yeah, whatever it is that you are using yeah. to cope it's not the food this is the thing what you eat when you emotionally eat has nothing to do with the food Yeah, and this is this is what my new new segue is about it's about dealing with that and telling women that you know what you know, it doesn't have to be like this. That's it. And like, it's brilliant. And it's something we talk about a lot because um, oh, yeah. we still both do it. We still emotionally eat. Like I um, I emotionally eat. I'm like, oh, I'm having a bad day in work. I'm just yeah. going to go out and buy loads of carbs and eat it. But yeah. to be honest, this week or the, the last two weeks now, I'm doing really well because we've hit December and we're in Christmas mode. The uh, chocolates and the biscuits are stacking up on the desks in work and everybody's bringing in the tins of roses and the tins of celebrations and, you know, and I haven't touched them once. Well done. Yeah. That's brilliant. Pat on the back for that. I have my bar of 85% chocolate in my drawer in work and I just walk past the stuff and I just have a square of chocolate and it's working for me. So it's great because I'm... I had, as you know on my Instagram and like I've said I haven't been doing too great like with the carbs mm-hmm. um, I have been eating a lot of potatoes <laughs> but it, look 2020 has been the wheelie bin far from hell so oh, if yeah. if yeah. over the last nine months you have had carbs uh, mm-hmm. who can blame you I know yeah, who can right. blame you yeah, yeah seriously the oh. only reason that I have been able to keep in control is because of the mindset work that I've done. Yeah, yeah. This is why I I, I shall be joining your program for 2021 <laughs> because baby, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> so th- this is the this is the thing that um really kind of upset me a little bit because I wanted to do the six week program. So the program is called the Whole Tree Sixty, and you probably heard me talking about it before if you mm-hmm. follow me. Um, the program is called the Whole 360, and the reason that I call it the Whole 360 is because 360 degrees. It comes full circle, um, and it, it's about everything. Because no matter if you emotionally eat, you're self sabotaging yourself, and if you're self sabotaging yourself with your food, you're doing it with your career, you're doing it with your relationships, you're doing it with everything, right? So, I wanted to run this six week program in January to kind of kick us off for the year, but then of course. I've got my surgery on the 19th of January, so I'm not going to be able to do that. So what I've decided to do, I talked to the women who are already in the program. 
And what we've decided to do is a five-day intensive first week of January. So starting the 4th mm-hmm. of January, we're going to do a five-day intensive. And it's going to be five days of coaching, five hours of coaching all in one go. And anybody who joins that program to do the five-day will automatically get put in for the next round of the six-week coaching program. Right, and okay. Th- and it's a lifetime program. You get in once and you do it over and over and over again. But this five-day intensive is... It's meant to start us off like a mindset reset for the year, kick us off from a strong position. And then I don't expect everybody to do the five hours in the five hours during the five day five days of the program. It's designed to keep you yeah. going between that first week and then when we start the next round, which will be in February, the end of February sometime. Um, just because of the surgery Brilliant. came at that time. So that's what so you're you're already you've joined the program already. You're ready to go yeah. for the five-day program starting in January. So it's going to kick us off on the rifle. Yes, but also, most importantly, does this mean I need to um, buy a new notebook? A hundred percent, yes. You may even need two. Grant. Okay, great. Yes. I just needed that validation to go I will happily, more stationery. I will <laughs> happily enable you to buy more stationery. And yesterday, yesterday. Excellent. I found the holy grail of stationery. I have a friend who, she's the most fantastic artist and she's teaching me how to do watercolour painting. So I was up in her house this week and she was showing me some pens that she had bought. And I said to her, where did you get them? And she said, oh, it's it's actually right over near your house. It's a stationery shop. And I was like, I'm already there. What she didn't tell me it's a stationary warehouse. Oh my God. The doors <laughs> opened and it was like a choir of angels. Ah, you couldn't see the back of the shop. It was, I was just like, oh my God. Fabio was like, calm down, calm down. Oh my God. I, I was just, I, and Did I you walked need to lie down? up and down and up and down and up. And Fabio was like, I mean, he has the patience of a saint, but even he was like at one stage going, can we go? But <laughs> what I want to know is, what is it about stationery? Why can I look at notebook after notebook after know. notebook and pen and pen and pen and pen? All pens are the same. You 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 write and they have ink comes out. The basically the premise no, is the same. They're not. They're not. Okay, hang on, hang Sorry. on, hang on. No. The premise <laughs> is the same. Okay. Okay. The function. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I have like right, so my friend bought me this pencil case. I'm gonna show our patrons. My friend bought me this pencil case. Look at the size of it. It has like five compartments. Look at the amount of pens in there. <laughs> yeah, it's split yeah. down the middle and everything. It's even a bit in the middle, look. Yeah. And it's full. It's yeah. full of all different types of pens. But what is it about stationery? If anybody knows, please tell me. Listen, look, look at me. Look, our Patreons can see behind me at the moment. The post it notes. Yeah. Right. I have I have a wall of post-it notes because I'm currently working on building my course. If you haven't seen it already, I'll put a link to my new mm-hmm. website in the show and notes. And the course is, tell us what the course is. It's a beginner's course on building your website for your new business. So this behind me is a wall full of sticky notes. I also went out and bought new um, colour markers. As you do. <laughs> I, I, I folder um, everything. So <laughs> now I you need two my, new notebooks. I need two new notebooks now. Yeah. But yeah, I have a wall full of sticky notes here behind me because I have everything mapped out. This here 
I'm pointing to here <laughs> is, is my mind map that I, I decided I needed to redo. That's why I went out and bought loads of new colored I pens. I should do, yeah. <laughs> you, Listen, you're preaching my to the excuse choir. and I'm sticking to it. You're preaching to the I choir. I know, I know. But anyway, on that note, on my desk, I have a notebook, which was 2020. Yeah. There. It's a, a diary for 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's empty. Of course it's empty. We've done nothing. <laughs> this year has been empty. So I'm going to save that. I, I'm actually, I'm going to save that notebook with 2020 on it. Or oh, it's not a notebook. Sorry, it's a diary. Diary, yeah. An empty Every page is empty in that 2020 diary. I'm going to keep it because yeah. that is a symbol. That needs to go into a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> this was 2020. <laughs> so what did you do we in 2020? We should all make a 2020 time capsule. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. that's what we should do. We should all make a 2020 time capsule, bury it in our garden. So when somebody buys the house, you know, in 50 or 100 years time and they're digging up the garden and they find the time capsule for 2020. Oh my God, we should all do that. The only thing about time capsules is... It's all on the internet now. I mean, basically all we do is send memes to each other all year. <laughs> You're ruining the moment here. <laughs> all right, so that's it for this week. Um, yes, as always, if there is something that you want us to talk about, as you see, we can talk about anything forever. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> get in touch and let us know. And uh, in the meantime, we'll come up with something else to talk about and not talk about next week. <laughs> all right, see you next week, guys. Until then, bye. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to support us, you can head on over to Patreon or alternatively, you can buy us a cup of tea by using the link in the show notes. Also, don't forget to check our blog for regular updates. So until next time, keto on, keto sisters. Keto sisters.